All right, folks, Chris Serenelli here with you on another edition of the 21 News Podcast. I am joined by my esteemed colleague, meteorologist Andrew DiPaolo. How are you, Andrew? Good. How about yourself? Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we are here on this podcast to talk a little bit more about uh, the phenomenon that we have seen in the weather over the last few days, this wildfire smoke and the haze that is coming from uh, out west and the northwest. And it had kind of an interesting... Uh, effect on our weather a couple of days ago. We had a surprise storm pop up in Trumbull County, and it really packed a punch. And Andrew, we were just talking about the the um, what the haze had to do with the strength right. of that storm. Right. Well, I mean, you often hear the term, you know, dry lightning out west, and you know, it's a common thought that. Uh, out west, especially where you get these really big plumes of smoke, I mean, they can almost act as like cumulus plumes in a severe weather event where they're popping up and there's so many pollutants and aerosols in them that they really kind of take on a life of their own and they're able to kind of spark with some energy and really cause things to fire up with lightning. Uh, a similar thing happened here locally um, is something that Chief Meteorologist Eric Wilhelm posted in his Weather for Weather Geeks a couple of days ago. Um, but, you know, before I get to that, let's let's talk a little bit about that wildfire smoke. You know, it was impacting, the wildfires were impacting portions of California and then um, the Pacific Northwest into Oregon uh, and Washington. And now there's still some areas of high risk in Northern California, but that shifted to Idaho and Montana. But we saw this last year too. But not necessarily as thick, Chris. Um, if you can remember a few pictures on social media last year, I remember my cousin who lives in San Francisco sent me one of just the orange kind of glow, like an apocalyptic glow that a lot <laughs> Truly, of people yeah. in the Bay Area saw last year yeah. from that uh, from from all that wildfire smoke. And we saw this last year, but nothing like it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Eric commented on it, and I know a lot of people commented on how thick the wildfire smoke was early on this week. And it kind of took our forecast from a spotty shower to a few severe thunderstorms because of that kind of same logic and thought process that the air was so thick here that it contains a lot of the same pollutants or aerosols that if you get a storm that is trying to get going, these can act almost like you know, like gasoline on a fire. An accelerant, in, yeah. An accelerant, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the thought and the logic behind those. You know, those took them from, you know, maybe a general thunderstorm or maybe even just a kind of casual shower to uh, getting the lightning going, even getting the hail going, getting them vertically enhanced right. and allowing them to kind of deepen vertically and strengthen and grow from there. Yeah, one of the things you and I talked about from the meteorology side of this too is those particles, you know, in this haze and this smoke, was something for these uh, droplets to cling onto and mm-hmm. form and travel up the st- up the storm in the updraft and produce some of this hail. I haven't seen hail uh, around here. It lasted in Hubbard Township where I was a good seven or eight minutes. Yeah. You know, usually when we talk about hail around here, you, you you don't think anything other than, you know, dime size. You don't you think of smaller hail, you know, oftentimes in the fall and the transitional seasons. Yeah. We get a lot of grapple, you know, similar to hail, but, you know, softer ice pellets. Um, so our hail here, 
uh, it isn't the hail uh, out of the west, but you know when you when you mix in that that layer of of haze that's able to accelerate these storms, you get kind of freak anomaly events like we saw a couple of days ago. And it's one of those things because we saw this haze for a couple of days. We knew it was going to be mm -hmm. a thing around here. And I think for a lot of folks, there was a little bit of a shock on Tuesday because myself included, uh, when I saw Eric's observation about the intensity of the lightning, the intensity of this storm, a lot of us were probably thinking it was just going to make for some really cool sunset pictures and that right. would be about the extent of it. Yeah, I know a lot of people were kind of comparing the sunsets to uh, the Tatooine sunsets from Star Wars with the orange <laughs> glaze. Uh, certainly looked like uh, almost like an Martian environment uh, with, with that orange glaze. And, and that is due to the orange and red wavelengths, Chris. Uh, we're able to break through the haze layer. Orange and red wavelengths are longer than yeah. other wavelengths in the uh, color spectrum. So they're able to break through the haze layer and that's why you kind of see that typical sun or that, that orange or red sunset uh, compared to, to any other color. But uh, yeah, interesting on that front and the air quality too yeah. was the other thing. I mean, <clears throat> I consider myself a, a, a pretty healthy individual and even Tuesday I was like, Oh man, it is. I mean, I was going to go for a run Tuesday. I was like, man, maybe not. We were going to, you know, maybe cut the grass on Tuesday. And, you know, when you, when you're firing up, uh, you know, lawnmowers or, uh, you know, any other thing like that where it's already kind of giving off extra emissions, <laughs> it makes it even that hard, much harder to breathe. Doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't help at all. So it was one of those days where a lot of people took it easy, but we were in that unhealthy for some orange category. It, it's elevated as far as air quality goes. And I know a lot of people were, were emailing us about it. Yeah. Um, it. It was one of those days where a lot of people that suffer from, uh, you know, from poor air quality or poor air quality affects them. It was a day that they really kind of had to take it, you know, keep inside and, and they had to keep, you know, safe. But um, thankfully, that air quality has kind of gotten a bit better um, into today and the rest of the week. It should really kind of e ease ease out from here. And, and I'm sure that's going to be coming as a relief to a lot of folks. And to that end, you know, that Tuesday, I was out playing 18 holes of golf, and it was really humid. And I, But I noticed as I got into the second nine, even me, like you were saying, I'm a pretty healthy person myself. And it's like the air, it was very close outside. Right, yeah. And I noticed, I'm like, man, I'm really having to take deep breaths to kind of level out my, uh, yeah. you know, my exertion out there. Right. So, And it didn't occur to me until after the fact. And we talked about uh, that initial cold front that came through on Wednesday was was supposed to clear a lot of that stuff out. Mm -hmm. So uh, from from your standpoint, from a, a scientific uh, uh, perspective, right. is that something that we can expect to continue? Are, are there going to be more of these cold fronts that are going to help clear this stuff out and keep it from getting maybe to the level we saw? Yeah, I mean, it really should. Um, we've got high pressure overhead. Um, I mean, you might notice a thin film of... of uh, haze today. I, I am not expecting things to impact uh, air quality. Air quality should just be at a moderate level today. Um, so that's kind of like two. There, there's good and then moderate. Um, so really things shouldn't be, there shouldn't be an issue as far as air quality today. Um, as far as that wildfire smoke goes, we have an area of low pressure off to our west across the upper Midwest. Um, and that's going to trek east. I'm not expecting a whole lot of rain out of this until maybe Sunday, but uh, I am expecting 
maybe the warm front that moves through uh, at least helps break things up a little bit. We'll have a cold front, of course, on the back side of it that'll sweep through on Sunday. Um, but uh, I, I think worst case scenario, a, a thin film of haze. Not, nothing like we saw. To I am not expecting anything like we saw Tuesday yeah. to make a return. Mm. But uh, you may notice, especially from time to time. You know, I'm looking at the window now here, uh, and, and it's a mostly sunny sky. But you might notice uh, uh, maybe a very thin, thin film uh, mm -hmm. above some of those uh, kind of cumulus clouds. Very interesting. And speaking of that, it makes me think back to Tuesday again. You know, as I was finishing up my round of golf, I, I finished up just in time because as I was getting getting ready to, to finish on 18, I could hear thunder in the distance. And I'm thinking to myself, that can't be thunder. Yeah. Because I'm looking off to the north, and normally if you, if you, if you look, you can see a distant thunderstorm. You can see the outline of sure. the thunderhead. Yeah. I couldn't see that. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on here? Right. I mean, it was the same, you know, for us in Canfield, we were about to, you know, we jumped in the pool for a little bit, and we're like, hey, we hear some thunder. And I looked at... <laughs> what do you mean? There was a passing shower. Yeah. Know? And then Where'd I looked and go, oh, there, there's, a, there's a decent thunderstorm moving through. <laughs> and, you know, we had a little bit of rain in Canfield, but not a lot. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of on the outskirts where we live um, as far as where the thunderstorm was setting up. But a, a lot of thunder, a lot of loud thunder. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of lightning. And I think that goes back to proving the theory of the aerosols and the pollutants. I mean, it really helped spark things and make things a little bit louder than they might typically, you know, hail lasting a little bit longer. Um, so very interesting stuff. Um, and I guess from a meteorological perspective, something that we can kind of sit back and analyze and study um, because, uh, you know, when we have a forecast that kind of goes sideways like this it's always an opportunity for us to kind of grow and learn understand definitely what what happened and what caused things to go sideways um because it was something that you know was sort of unpredictable because we don't deal with it around, you know, around here. Yeah. We don't deal with wildfire smoke. We deal with the haze, of course. We've had it several times. It's nothing necessarily new. It's, you know, doesn't happen a lot, but to the level of Tuesday some of the thickest that, you know, I know Eric mentioned he's seen. Yeah. I, I've noticed a lot of people have noticed. So something to kind of keep keep in the back of uh, your mind and uh, definitely a definitely a study study type of deal, you know, something to study going forward. So it was a first for a lot of folks, and that's the great thing about science and the great thing about weather is it, it there's there's always a lesson in it. You can't spend too much time fretting over what went wrong. Right. You have to focus your attention on what you know what is to be taken from it so right. that's it's kind of a microcosm of life i guess yeah i mean you know there's always these certain weather events and we always kind of look back and go hey what happened you know we always talk to people about how we're in between two radar sites here yeah, between yeah. the national weather service in cleveland and pittsburgh because they're so far away they are scanning the air the radar beam is scanning the air very high in the atmosphere over youngstown so we all, a lot of times don't get a lot of the close surface near surface rotation we'll get some broad rotation and a lot of times we miss microbursts yes. um it's not our doing it's not because we're paying attention it's just we're not getting the most accurate most defined scans that you know areas closer to the radar sites are and those are always events where we go how can we make how can we do this better how, how can we 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 look at things and maybe pinpoint things oh i remember that from this year 
this might be the same thing. Let's jump on this. Analoging it's always, data, yeah. Exactly. It's always, there's always something to study, always something to learn, so... And I guess before we uh, before we close out here on the podcast, you know, you mentioned this uh, the consolidation of the weather service offices in the '90s. We used to have one in Youngstown, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe this because uh, Erie had the same problem. I used to work in Erie earlier in my career. We had the same problem there between Cleveland and Buffalo and Pittsburgh, where we had trouble picking up rotation and sure. picking up lake effect snow. Oh up there. yeah, so yeah. it makes you wonder whether this is something that you know maybe they revisit a weather service site or at least a radar site in Youngstown and in Erie. Yeah, you know, I think it's certainly something that should be revisited, should be looked at. I mean, you know, maybe some sort of, um, you know, uh, um, kind of bureau or some kind of a satellite yeah. location where maybe it's not staffed as heavily as a normal National Weather Service office. Yeah. But, you know, we, we have two locations around us. Um, you know, you go further out to the west and there are areas now their weather's a lot quieter in some of these areas that, you know, are, are more of a dead zone than we are. We have certainly our fair share of active and crazy weather between, you know, the, the winter and the summer seasons. Yeah. But um, I think it's definitely something that, that needs to be looked at and revisited. And, uh, you know, like I said, maybe a, maybe a less manned satellite location or something uh, at the Youngstown Airport so we can kind of get more of maybe like a terminal uh, Doppler radar, maybe something that scans just around here that's maybe not as beefier as the uh, Doppler radars at either Cleveland or Pittsburgh. Definitely, definitely. A yeah. very astute observation yeah. by meteorologist Andrew DePaulo, as always. Folks, we're going to leave it there for this edition of the 21 News Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in, and uh, be sure to download the Storm Tracker 21 app if you have not already. Thanks, folks.